Welcome, guys, to the Hottie and Nottie's podcast, episode three. You're here with me, Punish Pool, and I am also here with Alice Who 42 and Hog. And oh, Hog. Wow. <laughs> and Hog. You sound so, uh, so thrilled with that one. Hey, I'm just excited that it's episode three and that we made it this far and that we're all back together again because last week. Uh, Alice decided that going to New York was more important than hanging out with us. So I, I'm just excited. You want to talk about that? How how was how was New York City? Are you going to remember this time with the Jersey Boys? Are you no, he didn't remember anything last time. I was <laughs> asking him. Okay. He's like, I don't even remember how she's getting to New York. I was like, Oh okay. my god! But I can't blame her for that because I didn't know how I was going till the morning up. So, um, like he said last week, we. I'm part, a bridesmaid in one of my best friend's um, wedding, and we first went out to get bridesmaid's dresses, and we successfully picked out one. Woo! And then her mom hired a car service, drove us up to the theater to see Jersey Boys, and then we picked us up, and we came back home. But Jersey Boys was excellent. I loved it, and I had a great time. Really recommend going to see Jersey Boys if anybody's a theater uh, nerd. That reminds me of that movie. Was that one? Uh, the other guys with Will Ferrell and uh, and uh, Mark Wahlberg. The they producers. Get those, no. They get that. No, no, no. It's it's uh, the other guys. Oh, They're the other, cops. Oh, the movie's called the. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they get the Jersey Boy freaking tickets every time. They're trying to get that guy to. Uh, they're they're trying to get information from this dude, but he just keeps bribing them with like fucking tickets and stuff. And they go to Jersey Boys and like, God damn it, it's a bribe. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I, they got tickets to like uh, the fucking Knicks game, and they're like, God, he got us again. It's another bribe. Fuck. But, yeah, it was a that was a good cop movie. It was a good comedy cop movie. It's all right. I mean, I'm not a Mark Wahlberg fan. I think he sounds like an idiot. Personally, his act, he always sounds like he's ending his uh, sentences with a question. Because, like, he's always like, come on, guys. What's going on, dudes? Like, he just sounds like a moron. I don't like Mark Wahlberg. And he's from the same place I'm from. We're both from Boston. And I still, I'm like, I fucking hate that guy. I fucking hate that dude. But it is, I love Will Ferrell, though. He's a funny motherfucker. One of my favorite movies that also is a play is uh, The Producers. He plays a World War II German uh, refugee, so to speak. Um, and he's very, the movie's funny, but I love his part in that movie. Like, he's that comedian, I mean, it's a comedy, but it's just the way he does it. It's just so, so funny. Is it Will Ferrell or Mark Wahlberg you're talking about? Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've, I've never even heard of that movie. But unlike me, I got kids, so I get stuck at home a lot, so I don't get to go to movie theaters and go out and go see shit. So unless it's on Netflix or Redbox, I'm probably not watching it. Well, like, I still haven't watched Endgame. Same thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I still haven't watched Endgame. And I really don't care to. I mean, it's three hours long, and it's already been spoiled like a million times to me. So I'm for you. Yeah, it's it's spoiled for me, so I kind of already know that Iron Man, I guess, dies at the end of it, so I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm I don't care. Sure uh, if, yeah. if anybody hasn't seen it yet, it's already spoiled for them, too. So, calm down. Well, how about, aside from Hog, 
If you haven't seen the movie by now and you're a big buff and you don't want it spoiled, don't listen to our podcast ever because we'll be uh, be spoiling every movie from here on out, basically. Or we can put spoilers. Time... Yeah, we'll have time restraints on the spoilers. Well, it's like Alice just said, if you haven't seen that movie yet, it's been out for what? At least six months? If not longer? that. Yeah, and they and they released another version that all it had was like a extra three minute clip in it. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. So stupid. So stupid. I hate when they do that crap in movies. So uh, I sent you a video there, Hog, of uh, the new Joker movie, the origin stories of the Joker. Um, did you get a chance to watch that, or you guys? No, I don't like watching trailers because they tend to give too much away for the movie. So I try to stray away from them. Other than I, Star, Wars, Star Wars stays pretty secret. Yeah. I mean, they kind of, that fucking trailer, we'll probably get into that here in a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> no, the Joker one, um, I watched the first one that came out a couple months ago. Uh, so I kind of watched the one that you sent me. Um Personally, me, when it comes to the Jokers, I really don't like how they're... I, I'm not excited for it. And I'm not excited for it because I don't like how Joker changes in every movie now. It's like a new actor puts his own artistic twist on the way he feels that Joker should look like. And it's probably... You know, Joaquin Phoenix probably never watched any Batman movies in his damn life. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to completely change the way that he acts. And, you know, it was almost like the same thing when they came out with uh, the Suicide Squad. Mm. That... That mm. Joker was a completely different Joker than any other Joker we've ever seen before. And it's it, we're on this trend like the last 10 years where it's like every time they have a Batman movie with Joker in it, he's a completely different version of what the, the original intent was. I'm not a fan of that, but at the same time, I'm going to stay optimistic. I'll watch the movie at some point, but I, I can't guarantee that I'm going to like it. Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about that? See, when it comes to Batman, I and I'm not I don't talk highly about DC, but Batman is always one of my favorites and the Joker is definitely my favorite villain. So I'm very optimistic with it because I really just like Star Wars in essence, I want to see it do good, but I'm just intrigued to see how they do the orange origin story. You know, where are they gonna go with it? How are they gonna portray it? And obviously he stopped seeing a shrink and as you saw in this the trailer. You know, he's not seeing a shrink anymore, so... And it looks like his wife dies, so it just... I'm intrigued by it. I really want it to do good. Will I see it in theaters? Maybe, maybe not. But I'm excited for it, none the least. I mean, I'm excited for it, even though I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like a way more serious tone of Joker. I feel like they're kind of doing what they did with Wolverine. It was like, progressively, you know, they started off... Wolverine in the X-Men and then the movies kind of split off to where he got his own branch of movies and then by the end of it they they finished it off of Logan right it was like a rated R version of Wolverine or something like that yes which was awesome I loved it you know and all that came from when they made the Punishable movies because everybody was like you're insane there's no way you're gonna make a fucking not a Punishable but you know what I'm talking about Deadpool (laughs) Deadpool when they made a Deadpool movie, um, people were like, you're insane. There's no way you can have a superhero movie that's rated R and it's going to do good. And it did great. So then Logan came out. And I like it when 
when directors are pushing that kind of stuff? Because, I mean, it makes it interesting for us. We're the ones that grew up with this shit, you know? And uh, I'm a fan of it. It's better than what Disney's doing. I know we had this conversation last week, but Disney's like, we're going to make these new movies, and if the old fans don't like it, well, then they're not made for you, fuckers. We're moving on without you. While these other movies are like, no, we want to make more mature movies because the kids that grew up with this shit are now parents. Let's make a movie for them, too. You know, or let's make a movie just for them. Yeah, but Deadpool is owned is a Fox movie, which is owned by Disney. So in a sense, it's a Disney movie. Yet that is true, but they have no problem taking a risk with that. But they do with Star Wars. That that is true, and the actually it's funny you bring up Deadpool a little bit. Um, they just released something to check out. Uh, any viewer who's a big Deadpool fan, obviously you could tell I am. They just released uh, a teaser trailer for the third movie movie. and i think it's hilarious because it is hilarious i did watch that deadpool's comedy comedy is definitely there especially with ryan reynolds and you know if you get a second check it out it's definitely a funny thing to watch especially knowing there's going to be a third movie now that it's guaranteed so even with his face like that he's still so so cute (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with his so, face all mangled so my question for you if we would have to say because we are the hot and the not in a way yeah. even though we're n-a-u-g-h-t not n-o-t-t but is he a hot or a not he's a hot he's a hot are you talking about ryan reynolds yeah yeah he's a. I, am so happy for him because first movie i ever watched him in was van wilder uh-huh. and I loved Van Wilder. I thought that was hilarious. But then after that, it was like he kept getting crappier and crappier. He was becoming a bigger name, but he wasn't doing all that great. And then he got Green Lantern, and that went down in history as, like, one of the worst superhero movies ever. You know? And I was like, ah, come on. But I'm so so happy he found Deadpool, and he found his niche, you know? And it's... He's perfect for Deadpool. Yeah, he is. He's got that perfect sense of humor. Did you see uh, X-Men Origin Wolverine, or was it X-Men Origins Wolverine with the original showing of Deadpool in their eyes? I I did, but that was a long time ago, so I really don't remember it that much. It was funny because you look back, just going back a little bit of movies, but when you look at that movie, he wanted... He knew then he wanted to do Deadpool, and when they botched it up, he's like, this is not Deadpool, this is a joke. And it's just funny that it took, they made fun of that Deadpool, which was actually, it was Weapon X, but it was Deadpool. Yeah. But it's just, it's amazing what he's done as an actor with that character, especially in the Marvel Universe. And, you know, I, I'm so happy to have, see somebody like that there, so. I just, I like when... Uh, movie studios take a fucking risk and they took a good risk and it paid off. You know, we wouldn't... It, could you imagine if that movie was like PG or PG-13? It wouldn't, wouldn't be the same. It. Yeah. I heard suck. they had the Deadpool Christmas movie which was supposedly PG-13 and did very well. Well, I didn't watch it. I haven't yeah, watched either. it either. I want to <laughs> see it so bad. We're real good Deadpool fans. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it, so... No. Listen, I read a lot of Deadpool comics i know you had one for our wedding yes yes i did yeah what for your wedding 
A Deadpool I comic? Use, there is a Deadpool comic called The Wedding of Deadpool. And it, it's really not the best that I used it because he got married in the comic like eight times to different women and species and all this other things. And it, but the thing is, is it was a uh, record-breaking comic issue. Um, it's Deadpool getting married for, like they said, the 10th time or whatever it was. But it was just funny because when we use our wedding, we had it superhero or anti-hero oriented. And I picked Deadpool, of course. And yeah. And during our first look, he held the comic pretending he wasn't, or he wasn't looking at me, not pretending not to look at me, but pretending to read it till I came up and tapped his shoulder. And yeah. Oh, okay. So that that's how we created our super nerdiness. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, kitty. Oh, uh, was that the cat? You guys have a cat? Yeah. Well, oh. he knocked over Matt's uh, horn. Truck air horn. But anyways, yeah, we have a cat. His name is Harvey for Harvey Dent, like uh, Two Face. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Did you name the cat? Uh, I did. Vicky oh, okay. named him Two Face, but I renamed him to Harvey. And yeah, fucking Kuda. I swear to <laughs> God. Well, it sounds better than you can. Kuda. I love it. I love how you go into such detail to explain to me who Harvey Dent. Like, yes, I know. I know who Harvey Dent is. <laughs> well, it was it's better to explain it that way because then she can say that she named the cat Two Face and I renamed him to Harvey Harvey Dent. And just for everybody who's listening, okay, uh Punish tends to do this a lot. So I have a perfect example. We were playing PUBG the other day, and we're getting shot at from a barn. And me and Punish are not next to each other. He's like maybe five, yeah, no, 200 meters away from where I'm at in PUBG, but he's on the other side of the building. And he's like, oh, I see guys moving. I'm like, where? And we have a lobby of dudes. So I think, what is it? We had all four people, right? So we had a four-man squad. Was- and you had another person on our squad over there. And we're like, okay, well, where is it? And I'm like, oh, I see people by the barn. So you with your awesome explanation of everything, go, oh, they're in the double gabbled roof. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, <laughs> whatever. I was like, I see people in the barn. After we kill these people, then we have a conversation about what double gabbled is. And pretty much what he was talking about was was the barn. Yes. But he made that call out so difficult that I was like, all right, screw whatever he said. I'm just going to attack the people at the barn. But we were talking about the same people. So... He had me freaking out, running towards the barn, thinking that there's another building that there's dudes at. So I'm running around looking for people while he already knows I killed the dudes and then is like, oh, I'm just going to loot. So no, I, I was dead already. Oh, were you dead already? Yeah, it was me, you, Foggy, and Greybeard. And uh, you, Foggy, and Greybeard are like on no, one no. side. No, no, Buck was there. Or, but, yeah. Well, okay. But either way, I did my normal of... Uh, Hey, I'm going to go ahead without telling anybody. And I saw the, it was a red building. It wasn't a barn, but it was a red building and it had a double peaked roof. But it, it just, some, they're called gabled roofs because of the double peak. So I make the call out that nobody's going to understand it. I didn't think about it. When do you ever think, though? Like, ever? <laughs> um, <laughs> is that like reading? Because I don't know how to read, so I never read? Yeah. Okay. Same same answer. Okay. You, you don't know how to read, but you know some some useless information that you love to use at random times. Oh, my times. God. He knows all the useless information. 
it, it's like, oh man, I really love this cup. Oh, you, well, do you know that that cup was actually made in India? And in India, they have a certain element that they use to actually form that. Like, I don't care, dude. I just don't <laughs> like the cup. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to eventually have a segment. I'm going to have to start writing all my useless information down. And we're going to have a segment. Punishes useless information of the day. And I'm just yeah. going to be snoring in the background. Nora, we're going to see how good your information is because allegedly you're a history dude once we hit the history segment. So I want to see if, if uh, Punish is up on his game there. Let's see if not all of your information is useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, anything else on movies? I haven't really seen much on movies other than there's a couple other movies, but nothing big to mention, really. No, okay, we haven't okay. gone out to the movies lately either. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to go out to the fucking movies. Yes, I just—it's expensive. I know, dude. Tell me about it, man. I got fucking. I got a, a little platoon of kids I gotta take with me everywhere I go. <laughs> oh, he you does. Know? I know. What, I what do you have? Three kids? Four kids? I have three kids, and then my wife's Mexican, so then that means like cousins and nephews and shit. I got like a small Mexican village so I have to take to the fucking movie. Family has to come along. Yeah, that's oh. a lot of Mexicans in one place, and I got to pay <laughs> off the border patrol so nobody gets fucking deported. It's just a whole thing. <laughs> now, does your wife listen to this podcast? Because if so, no, not at all. Not no, yet. Not at all. She's like, you whatever. That's your thing. You do your thing. I'm like, okay. Go enjoy well, she's at she's at the beach right now with some friends. So she's like, I'm like, I'm staying behind because I got to do this podcast. I got to knock this out. Yeah. So, and plus, I'm not a beach person. I don't get why people love going to the beach and just standing in sand and then going to that disgusting walk. And what sucks is, have you guys ever been out to the West Coast? Nope. Okay. Oh, so, California? Well, you yeah. have. I've been to California, yeah. Oh, have you? So have you been to the beach? Not... In, we didn't go to the beach in California, but I was, I've just been out to California. Okay. Well, there's a the Pacific Ocean um, is completely different than the Atlantic Ocean, meaning, for one, there's huge waves over here. Like, there's no waves in, in the Atlantic. And on top of that, the water is freezing fucking cold over here. It makes no sense. So unless you're wearing, like, a, a wetsuit, you're going to be freezing your dick off. It, and it doesn't matter how hot it is. It's nice when it's really hot out when you first jump in, but no matter what, you always are like, oh my God, I can feel my, my huevos go into my body. You know, <laughs> it's just like enter the damn water. So I'm like, oh my God, it's fucking freezing. And I'm not into surfing because I'm not a hippie, obviously. And I hate being out there because you always see some fucking chick in yoga pants fucking stacking up rocks and doing yoga poses. It's annoying, you know, so... I mean, at least they're doing yoga in their yoga pants where they could be here just wearing yoga pants to go to Walmart. Yeah, and being, <laughs> and being one of those motor scooters a little heavy. See, that's what I, I miss about the East Coast because you have chicks that wear the yoga pants and then Ugg boots. They look like spacemen. That's you know? what you call the basic white girl. Yeah, and they always have a Starbucks drink in their hand. Yeah, and there's no Starbucks around for fucking 50 miles. You're like... <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck Christ. All yeah. right. Yeah. That's, so, yeah, I'm not big in going to the beach because of that. I mean, I like going to the beach. I go to the beach at least once every year, but in October. So I don't actually go in the water. I just hang out on the beach. 
Is that when you guys do your Long Island trip? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, I've never been there to Long Island. I've never really been to New York, so I'm not too aware of it. All I know is that uh, I don't. I don't think I could ever deal with New York just because I hate the way that big city looks, and no. I don't. I don't like being around nothing but concrete at all times. Well, then don't you know? go to the city. There's plenty of New York that's forest. But yeah. I'm so naive. I think Long, Long Island is New York City. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Basically is. Basically is. It's yeah. like right yeah. outside of the city. So to okay. me, when you're like, oh, we go to the beach, like, I I don't think of it like... We go all the way We go all the way out to the end of Long Island. We go... Um, we're like 15, 20 minutes away from Montauk Point, the lighthouse that's out there. We camp at Hither Hill State Campground, and then we go visit the point. So, which Great. is the first... Lighthouse commissioned by George Washington. Oh, in the United it? States. Damn. Okay. How's that for your history lesson? That's pretty cool, I guess. So, how was your guys' weekend? It was good. Matt, or Punish, and I went to the New York Renaissance Fair, which was oodles of fun. I mean, it's more fun for me because I dress up. Punish is a lame bum. No, I'm going to dress up next year. Yeah. But my costume is cooler. It's we, me and my friends are the elements. I'm fire, then my friend is water, and then my other friend is earth. So that's real fun. We dance around, we have fun. We do a pub crawl so we can get drunk. Because what else do you do at the Renaissance Fair? So, okay, how big is this area that you guys go to? I want to say it's probably about... It's probably about a quarter mile in diameter. Is it like at a park or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's called the Sterling Forest Park, or it's Sterling. It's in Tuxedo, New York. It's it's part of the Sterling Forest. Yeah. Um, and they have shows all day with different shows and different things, and there's food everywhere, and of course there's the turkey legs, and it's just it's a lot of fun. You kind of just hop around, you shop around. I got a cute little dragon for my shoulder. He's got rainbow furry hair. Oh, okay. I haven't thought of a name for him yet, but the thing I like about it, and like anybody who likes dressing up or just likes going to see stuff, is cool seeing iterations of different things. Um, like yesterday, for the last five years that we've gone, I've seen Princess Amidala every year. She's either she's got a different dress and a different headgear for herself, but it's always the same woman dressed up with two stormtroopers and a uh imperial officer then yesterday there was a guy who was dressed up as deadpool he was a little short but it was all leather armor but it all was black and red done like deadpool i'm like that's pretty cool and i talked to the guy for a little while and i said how long did it take you to you know build this and he goes four years and he goes there's about two thousand dollars worth of stuff here i'm like holy shit you really uh, see some good costs, some people really getting into what they like, and it's it's pretty amazing how much time and effort people put into things and how good it looks afterwards. Yeah. That's, I mean, but the, the only thing that confuses me is it's a renaissance fair, so why are people showing up in other cosplay type of things? Well, it would also Time Traveler's Weekend, so... Oh, okay, so it was kind of mixed in. Our, yeah. Yeah. And people like to dress up as Doctor Who because Doctor Who, you know, travels through time and space. So that's always yeah. a fun thing to find. 
But you know that- what I've always wanted to do, and I think uh, Punish would really enjoy. Probably you too, Alice. Is uh, San Diego Comic Con because I've been down in that area when the Comic Con's going on, and it's just like an entire galactic empire walking around, and it's fucking badass. Like you should see how big this event is down here, and. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's just fucking sweet as fuck. I think we would really enjoy that. I really do want to go one time. We also have the New York Comic Con, New York City Comic Con. Yeah, but the... it's probably stupid because it's from New York. All right, go ahead. <laughs> it's the largest one in the states. Um, but I'm I would love to do that. And just the like you said, the the thing I like about San Diego over New York is San Diego has. Star Wars nerd here. San Diego has a bigger turnout of the 501st, which is a uh, stormtrooper battalion that's an actual thing. And people actually, like, do a lot of shit to get into. Like, you have to have your armor to a certain spec and meet their qualifications to become in the 501st. That's, That's too much for me. That's cool, though. I never heard of that. I might have to Google the 501st time. See oh, what it, that's about. It's fucking intense. I, I guarantee you they dump, like, thousands of dollars into their stuff. The guys I saw yesterday, their, I mean, their armor looked really cool and it was clean and all that. But when I was talking to them, you could hear the mic, like the stormtroopers in the movies. You could hear the mic trigger so you get the same sound. It was, like, movie. It was... It was really good quality how it was all set up. And the one guy said he's got a lot of money into his. But the big thing that's saving some of these guys now on money is you can 3D print your armor. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know all that. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I wouldn't dress up. I'd be like you yesterday at the Renaissance Fair. I'd just be wearing, like, a shirt and jeans. I really want to dress up if I go to a Comic Con as Trillian from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. She has this really cool jumpsuit that looks super comfortable, but I can never find it. And I can't, I don't think I could find anybody who'll make it. I might have to learn how to sew. Well, I'm going to be creating my first cosplay slash costume that I'll wear forever. I'm hopefully going to have it done for next year for uh, the Bren Fair, but it's going to cost some money, but I'm excited to do it. What is it going to be? Punishment. Oh, okay. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take military gear and turn it into what I want. What I see as punish pool. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. I like it. Well, that sounds fun, guys. I I never really got into the Renaissance Fair scene. I saw that my brother, who lives in Maryland, uh, he went to a couple of them with his girlfriend. At the time, I think that I think it's his wife now, but um, I believe it's the same one. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> well, a lot um, of acts that go travel from like the New York Renaissance to Maryland Renaissance Fair, they travel. Like, there's one act that I follow all the time on Insta- Instagram, the Atrobatrix. They travel to like all the Renaissance Fair all over the country. Okay. Yeah. So probably the same thing. But I've seen a lot of the pictures and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Kind of reminds me of like when I was a kid, we used to, uh, I went to a Catholic school in Massachusetts. We would take this trip out to like this farm area and it kind of felt like a Renaissance fairs. I mean, it was just a field trip for the kids, but 
it felt like the whole area was kind of like renaissance Everybody dressed in like really old clothing and they sold honey and bullshit like that. But uh, you could tell like it was one of those locations where they probably host a couple of renaissance fairs. Because okay. it just has that feeling. But yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool. I don't know. You gotta try it. I don't know about New York. That's my only, my only problem. <laughs> Go and find if there's one near you that they do. Just try it. Go with the kids. The kids would have a blast. Yeah. I like all that old stuff. Like, we have a town called Julian up here. It's up in the mountains. And uh, they have these famous apple pies that they sell everywhere. But you go up there, everything's really old school. It's got, like, that old downtown area. You know, yeah. they uh, they sell buffalo burgers, which is awesome. I love buffalo burgers. If you've never had buffalo meat before, I highly recommend it. It's good. And buffalo are not that extinct to where you're like, oh, my God, you're eating buffalo meat? No, it's not that bad. They raised their own buffalo and shit up there, so then there's plenty of meat to go around. Yeah. All right. So, what about gaming news? Um, there's well, the biggest thing that you and I've been talking about: Borderlands Three. Yep, and we've been playing Borderlands Two quite a bit too. So I'm I'm kind of getting hyped about it. Uh, I'm very hyped. I'm very hyped to hopefully not only play it with you, but maybe try to grab a couple others so we can really. Uh, get that full squad so you're really feeling challenged when you play because we're having a fun time we've had a couple of fuck moments but we're having a good time playing and we're learning a couple of tips and tricks on the way uh onto the road i would say the road to borderlands 3 yeah which is i mean it's coming out really soon right uh the release date is two weeks in two weeks yeah, I think it's not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. It's not like you're excited or counting anything. Yeah. There's no, already no. fucking reviews out about it. Like, just Googled it. There's already, like, a couple fucking five-star reviews. It's, uh, mo- I think it's one of the most highly uh, expected games. Anticipated? Anticipated games to come out in a long time. I just love when they're dropping it, because right now it just... To me, it feels like our gaming is kind of dead. It's kind of slowing down. And I hate this time of year because it always seems like most publishers wait until, you know, October, November to start releasing things for that Christmas time frame. You know, they just want to take advantage of holiday sales. So I like when a good game like this comes out in September. So I'm super stoked. And it's very smart for them to release it this time of the year. And this is on my personal opinion. You're getting ready it, for nerd hibernation? No. What the big <laughs> thing is, is why you exactly like you said, is if they're going to put it in November, October, it may not do well. So the only thing that I see them having to fight at this current moment in releases is Call of Duty. So this is their only chance of actually having a very successful launch. Yeah, that is true. Because you know, I mean, the competition's high out there. I yeah. I don't have very much faith in the new Call of Duty, but I feel like the robots and all the cooters out there are just gonna buy it the second that it hits shelves. Um, but that also puts me in a weird predicament because I want to get Borderlands, but at the same time, if Call of Duty actually turns out to be not like all the other previous Call of Duties, I might end up getting that. So. But I'm I'm in the air. I only want to get one of them. I don't want to get both. You know. Uh, but why choose? 
because Borderlands takes up so much time. And you already know, like you and I, like you did it to me once. You could have the Division Two. We're like, oh, hey, I want to get Division Two. Are you gonna play Punish? You're like, fuck yeah! If you get Division, we'll grind it. It lasted three days, and then we never played it again. So I don't want to get Borderlands Three, and then like as soon as Call of Duty comes out, we never touch it again. Because it uh, comes out like what the month following? What's that? Call of Duty? Yeah. No, it comes out like a week or two after. Yeah, so it's like, that's a quick turnaround. There's, there's no way you're going to get through Borderlands 3 by the time that comes out. Especially no. not with Punish's attention span. No. Yeah. No. So I already know, like, Borderlands 3, I don't know, either I got to get you to commit to not switching. into Because I'm not going to get it to buy to play solo. So I, I'm not going to play it unless you're committing to beat the game the whole way through with me. Or um, we just say screw it, and we wait to we wait until Call of Duty comes out, and then we make the decision which one we're gonna get. I'm probably gonna get Borderlands Three, and this is me being honest with you. If I get Borderlands Three, I will not stop playing it till it's completed because I'm one of those people. It's just like Kingdom Hearts. I actually did complete Kingdom Hearts Three. I want to play it again and take more time and enjoy more of it. But yeah. I'm one of those people with these kind of games and these kind of franchises. I play it to beat it because it, the story is what I'm looking for. And it's the, they're the only games, um, Skyrim, Fallout, uh, Borderlands, Kingdom Hearts, stuff like that, that I'm really tied to. If it comes out, I'm not playing anything else. I'm de de devoting all my time to these games because the stories are always pulling you right into the game and wanting you to play more look at today when we were playing is we we're like oh like we neither one of us wanted to stop but we did have to do this and it was just like we yeah. probably kept going for the next four hours yeah i'm waiting to get back on it to tell you the truth i'm freaking stoked but you know it's that's the hard part about especially with having like the boston tea party which, don't get me wrong, I love it when I jump on and we have just a million dudes sending out requests to play. But it's really hard to play a story-driven game when all of your friends play, like, Rainbow Six or they're playing PUBG and they want you to squad up and you're just constantly, like, for God's sakes, you and I, we had to go on to show offline just so we could get a couple hours of Borderlands without being bothered. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which is... It feels fucked up. It really does. It's like, I don't like showing offline for one because you feel like you're kind of like neglecting your friends a little bit. But at the same time, it's like, I want to finish this. You yeah. know, like I want to, like even I've been playing this uh, Borderlands 2 with you to get back into it. Um, and like last night when you got off because you're East Coast, so you're three hours ahead of me, it was only nine o'clock for me. So I was like, I guess Deus Ex. And I jumped on the day a second, but I had to show offline all the time because a bunch of our buddies are playing PUBG and they only had three. And I know they were going to fucking be hitting me up the whole time. You oh know? my goodness, sounds like first world problems. Is that, it is a first world problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but no, you know, and that's it. You know, it it's going to be like that, but it, that definitely is going to be one of those games that either I'll... And I think that's where we're going to have to have our weekly... You know, hey, this is we're gonna play, be playing this game, but on say Saturday nights from 
whatever to whatever. We're going to play Call of Duty or play, or play the other games. But this is our main goal right now is completing this 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Which so. is one of those things. And quite honestly, I don't feel bad. Because um, Rainbow Six Siege, to me, is a dying thing. Yeah. It really is. Especially now with the news about the Battle Pass coming out which we still don't have a lot of questions answered. Like, for one, is the Battle Pass going to be an extra fee on top of the Season Pass? Is it going to be included? You know, and those that question hasn't been answered, which leads us to think that, no, it's not. The Battle Pass is something else that's going to be monetized on top of everything else that they monetize in that game. I would so, say so. Yeah, and, you know, I know last week you and I talked about Fortnite and PUBG, how much they made. So to me, I was like, okay, well, let me do a little research on this. Is Rainbow Six Siege not making that much money? Is that why they have to monetize? And no, from what everything that I saw from fiscal year 2017 to 2018, they went up like 89% in profit. This is before Battle Pass. So, so far this year, they're up still. On profits, they're making so much money off of their elite skins, the special event bundles that they have coming out, season passes that they have coming out, these random skins that they have coming out that you have to pay with real cash. So the battle pass is just another fucking thing to rob money from you. Yeah, you know, and I don't feel like they're making the game any better because on top of that, when they do come out, these last uh, it's really going to be the last four operators are coming out with the two new ones and the last two. Yeah, they had new gadgets, but they none of them had any fucking unique weapons to them. No. So it's well, like, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? Yeah, and the other thing that I've noticed with it, not only are you really not getting any different guns, you're not, but you're really not getting anything that's that great anymore. And look at the new, how they're going to rework uh, ranked and all this. And yeah, it's nice in one aspect, but just like you and I, I, you know, when we play Siege together, we play Siege together, but I happened this season, I got ranked gold right out of the gate, and you, I think you got ranked silver, and you're down to uh, copper, bronze, whatever, but I won't, if this was next season, I can't play with you on ranked. I mean, we really don't play ranked anyways anymore, but, and it sucks, because now, yeah, just because people are, all the people are doing this, Platts are playing with coppers, and doing this, doing that, who cares? It's I mean, if you're playing, you know, ESL, fine. I kind of get it. But if you're playing ESL and you got coppers on your teams, you really need to look at yourself. Yeah, look at yeah. yourself in the mirror. Exactly. Well, yeah, how dare yeah. you? And this is the thing, too. It's like the evolution of the game. It used to be a long time ago that casual was where you found all the fuckboys. That's where people were team killing and doing all this stupid stuff. And now... Last time I played ranked, it was I was finding more fuckboys in ranked than I was in casual. I found an entire team that was purposely throwing the game so they could de-rank and go back down. I don't know why they were doing that. I guarantee you there's some art, art fucking Rainbow Six fucking experts out there that understand that strategy of de-ranking all the way down. But it was multiple games where we're finding dudes that were beating our asses and then all of a sudden started purposely throwing games. Yeah. So that that we could win, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So now KD. you're taking away, yeah. Now they're taking, yeah. So they literally got the kills just for KD, and yes. then lost on purpose. Well, which that's, is, 
so they can bring their KD up. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's almost like, you know me, I hate the Smurf account bullshit. I, I hate when people run Smurf accounts. You know, like, I think that's stupid. Just play the fucking game, dude. And I, Rainbow Six is turning into, because it's such a highly competitive thing, and people are, there's actually a very few, like, 1% of probably gamers are making money going to the major tournaments. Everybody thinks they can be a fucking pro now. You know, so, whenever the community turns into that mindset where, it's like that one dude in our group that's always posting a stream every five seconds. You know, the way they talk, like, oh, yeah, I got some new settings I want to try out this weekend, you know, get my stuff down, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just a game. Shut up. You know, that shit annoys me. It's like, it's just a game. Like, what do you need to get on to practice? Like, shut the fuck up. Well, if you want a new, fun game to play, just saying, I'm going to tell you the game to play. Okay. Competitive guys, they need to calm down and play a game called Maneater. And I just happened today to stroll across this. And it's He's funny, you're talking about games. And it, the reason I'm bringing this up is they need to calm down and find a game like this. This is a video game that is basically Grand Theft Auto as if you were a shark. Yep. And I bring this up because people need to remember. You need to, it's just like you're saying, you need to start enjoying games. If you don't enjoy games, they're there for enjoyment, not just to be competitive. If you're going to be competitive, don't don't ruin it for everybody else. And like you said, do you people playing R6 that are doing the do KD squashes so they can bring the KD back up so it's over a one point. Who cares? This game, Maneater, you you play as a shark, killing people. Okay. And killing people, and you level your shark up, and it gets older, and it become a megalodon. Are you going to become like that really, really old shark that they found that they think is like 500 or something years old? Yeah. Oh, wow. But, you know... They need to just stop playing these competitive games all the time and realize video games are video games. Just like you're saying, is they need to stop not enjoying these games. Yeah. It, it, because it does take the fun out of it for you and I. You know, since we've started playing together, we've played Rainbow Six Siege. But every time I get on it, if I'm not with certain people, a certain group of people, I don't have fun anymore because it gets to a point they're like, I, the minute I hear ranked come out, I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, I don't want to do ranked. I just yeah. want to have fun. Especially if you you don't have that right mix, like you were talking about, you know? If you don't have that right mix of people you're going to take into ranked with you, it's just too many factors to have fun. And when it's that many factors that you have to consider to have fun in that game, it's not a game anymore, and it's not fun. Yep. You know, and it kills me because Rainbow Six really – is one of those games I was rooting for forever because I bought it when it first came out. It was absolutely shitty. Like, queue times were horrendous. I mean, it wasn't the same game that we know now. And they turned it around, dude. They turned it around big time. And I gave Ubisoft so much credit for that. And then the community ruined it over time. And it's, it's just these little things. It's not everybody, obviously, but it's, it's enough people where it's it's just toxic. It's, it reminds me of like the old Call of Duty lobbies when you could hear everybody talking to each other before you went in, and all you would hear is the f bombs and the n bombs and just harassing people. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's what Rainbow Six is turning into, dude. Yeah, and it is, and it's a shame. But you know, 
that's why you and I are finding these new games that we're looking at. Like the minute you said Deus Ex and you're saying you're playing that, I'm like, oh my God, finally somebody to talk to. Even if like you're at a certain part of the game and I don't have it anymore, but I remember playing it and I love that franchise. And that's, that's all I want to do is I want to have fun playing video games and talk about the games. I don't, it's not so much doing good or doing bad. It's all about just talking about it, having fun. So yeah. And trying to help other people. And that's one thing I really liked about you when I first met you was, you know, we met on Rainbow. That was one of the first games that we played. And our philosophy has always been taking the new players that want to learn and teach them the game without being toxic. And that's always, I think, been our thing. You know, we've always taken in the new players and we're all about it. Like, yeah, hey, you accidentally shot me because you're not paying attention or that's fine. Just make sure next time you do this, you do that. Not a big deal. We move on. The problem is the community as in general when it comes to Siege is nowhere near that. Yeah. So if, a, if a new player is like this weekend was a free weekend, wasn't it? For yes. Siege? Yeah. Yes. I, I feel bad for some of those players because not only are they years behind everybody else, which there's a huge learning curve to learn how to play that game. But if they're playing by themselves the whole time, oof, good luck. Good luck. Well, I think when me and you were playing the other day, and it, we, we made the joke that the only reason it happened was because, but, you know, I'm three years in the game, actively three years in this game, and I think this is the first time I had a 14 kill, 14 kills in casual. Yeah. And I'm like, this, this has never happened. I don't think I've had over 10 in ranked. So it's just, this was definitely, but for me to say in three years, it took me that long to get that many kills ever in the game. And I know I'm not going to repeat it anytime soon. There is a huge learning curve. Yeah, it is. Huge learning curve. And there's a ton of videos out there on YouTube to teach people how to play. But unless you're actually playing the game, you're not really going to get into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to really know what you're doing until you're physically playing it. But they're making it harder and harder. So, yes, uh, we'll see. But there was one thing I forgot to talk about when we were talking about movies, um, which was the Star Wars trailer. Did you? S- I know we talked about it last week, but this was before I saw it. Have you seen the new Star Wars trailer for Rise of Skywalker? I have. Yes. Okay. What did you think about it? Um, I liked it. I'm not sure how I feel about the Ray thing. Um, I think I'm annoyed about it, but I'm not really sure. I kind of just want to see how the movie plays out and then kind of really develop how my feelings feel then. Yeah. 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 So. What about so, you, Punish? We talked about this a little bit, about how she's going to the dark side. Um, after watching that trailer and actually thinking about how they're going to do this and how they've done things in the past, I know it's different directors, all this other stuff. I would put money, though that Rey does not become a real Sith Lord. I think that's just a vision, something put in her head by either um, Chancellor Palpatine, because, you know, the between the two trailers, I think he's alive. I'm hoping that they use the fact that um, in, their, in the extended universe, or he during the Clone Wars, he had clones made of himself so he could be immortal. Um. So that's kind of where I'm sitting with it. I think that I think that's just a vision. I think Chancellor Palpatine is alive and well. 
that he's just using clone after clone after clone to keep himself alive. Um, and that's based off the first one, more or less. And then the second one, I think it's a vision. I like, though, the lightsaber. I really like that lightsaber that she has, though, as a Sith Lord in that vision or whatever that's going to be. Otherwise, I don't know what to think of it. I'm just, I'm excited for the movie either way. Yeah, yeah. And me, I I watched that trailer and all I could think about was how lazy they were. Because all they did was take clips from previous movies and then dub it over with, you know, like the Emperor's voice, the whole nine. And the only new thing you get is at the very end when they allegedly show Rey and the dark side to kind of give you something new. And then that was it. I mean, I could do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When it comes to the editing, that was just garbage. Like, I was expecting to see clips from the movie throughout the majority of the trailer. And literally 98% of it is from all of the old movies. So, I don't know. We'll see. I kind of agree with Alice. It's going to take me till I watch it more than once to really walk away. Because that's what it took me for the last one. The last one, the first time I walked away from that movie, I was like, that wasn't bad. And that was only because I went very cuda when I went in there. I was like, ooh, look at that. Oh, look, they got this this new bomber now. And it, like, drops bombs. And, ooh, look at the throne room fight scene. That was very shiny and cool. Yeah. I was all cuda about it until I went back and I watched it again. And I was like... I paid attention to the storyline because I I realized I walked away going, man, that was a great movie. And then I was like, but what happened with the story? And then when I followed the story, I was like, none of it makes sense. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. So, guys, I say we move into my new segment, which is do you know your history, which is going to be a little challenge. It's going to as of right now, it's just going to be you two. So we're going to have punish versus Alice and we're going to keep these scores. Right, and they're gonna keep carrying on. So I'm hoping this becomes like a recurring little segment for us, and it's gonna be real easy. I'm gonna ask you ten questions. They're gonna get progressively harder. Some of the questions have bonus points. Right. All right. At the end of the year, whoever has the highest points will get the history trophy, which is getting together. It will be who is the history master. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So here we go. So I'm going to give you about 10 seconds after I read the question. If you want me to repeat it, you can say repeat it. Give you 10 seconds. It's going to alternate between who get answered first. So on the first question, Punish is going to answer first, then Alice, and then we're going to switch back and forth. Okay, guys? All right. So All is right. it bad if I ask Google to listen first before you answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not at all. And you're allowed to ask for three hints. Throughout oh. the entire portion of this. So if you go, I need a hint. I will stop the 10 seconds to answer to kind of give you a hint. And then that's it. And then we move on. All right. All right. All right, guys. Here we go. First question is, and remember, Punisher, the first one I answer. When was the Revolutionary War? I'm looking for a date, a year. <laughs> God damn it. Are we looking for the end or the beginning? Either or. Uh, I think it started in 1773. It ended in 1776. Okay. Alice. I really only know the end, which I'm pretty sure is 1776. 
Okay, that was wrong. Both of you. <laughs> oh my god! It was from 1775 to 1783, which I was going to give a bonus if you got the the ending date. So both of you got that one wrong. It's okay. They're they're only going to get harder. Okay. Good. But, I should have gotten so much easier. I should have been like, who was the first president? Okay, for the first one. (laughs) Okay, so what we're staying with the Revolutionary War on this one. What country, and remember, Alice, you're answering first after 10 seconds. If you need a hint, you can ask. What country came to the aid of the American colonists during the Revolutionary War? Uh, France? Major, Major country. Okay, that's your answer. And punish. It was the French. Okay. It, there is a three-point bonus if you give me the year that they entered. Uh, go. It's you first. <laughs> I don't know a date. Nope. Okay. So both of you, that was a two-point question. You're both at two points. Woo! And you were both right. It was France. All right, here we go. Number three. This one is punished starting off again. Who was the famous uh, American general that betrayed the United States during the Revolutionary War and joined the British? (laughs) The guy with the gun. Okay, that's your answer. Alice. Can I have a hint? (laughs) Uh, There's uh, eggs kind of named after him. I don't know. Benedict Arnold was the answer. Oh, duh. Oh, my God. He, he switched sides because he felt like he wasn't getting enough recognition for everything that he did. Oh. He, was a, he, was a, he was a better wartime leader than uh, – well, he was a better battlefield general than George Washington was. And that's why he felt like he should have more power. But everybody loved Washington. He was like – he was a, a – uh, what do you call that? He was like um, – um, he was like a tall tale. You know, people were just coming up with like fake stories about George Washington, how great he was, because everybody loved him. Benedict Arnold felt betrayed and he was shot in the leg and he had horrible leg pain. And so he was like, screw you, I'm going to the other side. Deuces, bye, Felicia. Hmm. All right, so both of you got that wrong. You're both still sitting at three points. So we're still tied. All right, number four. This one, I believe, is Punish starting off, right? Alice is starting off. Alice, Alice, okay. So other than the Revolutionary War, what other war did the United States get into the British with? I don't want to use all my hints yet. <laughs> I'll just you have a hint. <laughs> uh, well, they, the British burnt down the White House during this one. Oh, that doesn't help me. World War One. I. I don't know. Okay. The, Honest? the French-American War? No, the War of 1812. Duh! That was three points. Both of you got that one wrong. Okay, that's cool. All right, now we're number five. (laughs) You know, Punish, I thought you were a history guy. I thought so, too. If you want to talk Civil War, World War II, I'll do better. Okay, maybe next week. I don't know, but I don't want to give Alice unfair uh, disadvantage over there. I'm going to start reading history books. Before the implementation of the United States Constitution, what document was the governing principle of the country? So before the Constitution, what did we have, in other words? I'm pretty sure Um, I know this answer. (laughs) I'm trying. It was something of the Mayflower. It was... uh, What? uh Uh-huh. 
You sure? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Don't, uh, don't try to give him anything else. I'm sorry. I that is something with the Mayflower, I believe. Okay. And then Alice. I'm guessing the Bill of Rights. No. They were called Mr. Punish over here, like, oh, I'm a Civil War dude. They were called the Articles of Confederation, which is yeah. why the South called themselves the Confederacy. Because the Articles of Confederation were for state rights, while the Constitution was about federalism. We're okay. really bad Americans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the worst part is he probably went on to the uh, whatever it takes to become a citizen test. <laughs> no, yep. I've taken that test, and these are not the questions that are asked. <laughs> or no, if they are, they come with multiple choice, so it's easier to know the answer. Okay, now we're going into the hard ones. Both of you are tied at three. Okay. <laughs> the hard ones are now? <laughs> yes. All right, the first five were somewhat simple. It got progressively harder. These are going to get a lot harder, okay? Oh, so this one, I'm going to give you some leeway. If you guys get anywhere close, I might give you half a point because you two are tied right now, okay? And we need, we need to figure this out. And I'm, I'm really regretting some of the questions I asked. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I really thought Punish, being the cooter that he is and having his brain full of useless knowledge, would have some, some of these. But this is not useless knowledge. <laughs> so who was the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States? <laughs> I don't know. Some guy in a white wig? Uh, nope. Okay, it was, it was John Jay was the first Supreme Court. He's kind of a big guy. Got a big name. I've never heard that name. All right, so we're still at three. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pull out some bonus questions here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. All right, here we go. Number seven. Who were the authors of the Federalist Papers? There's three <laughs> of them. That's a hint. It's not going to count against you guys. There was three of them. The Three Musketeers. Benjamin Franklin. Yep. That's it. That's it? No. no. Wrong. It was James Madison, John Jay, the guy we just, he was on number six, and Alexander Hamilton, the Federalist Papers. Oh, okay. Here we go. Quick bonus. What was the point of the Federalist Papers? Alice, you can start this one off first. What was the point of writing the Federalist Papers? To, 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 to spread news on how to become our own country. I don't know. I'm guessing. Okay. And punish. I'll literally give you four <laughs> points on this one. I'm just, we're scratching here. <laughs> um, uh, something about probably exactly what she said is, Tell people about the federal government? I'll give you a point for that. So Punish has four and Alice has three. The point of the Federalist Papers was because people were scared of this new thing called the Constitution. So they were writing the Federalist Papers to, to tell people like, listen, it's better for democracy. It's better to govern a country, to have a constitution. The Articles of Confederation are old. They're outdated. We don't have a massive central government. We need to have a Federalist style government to be able to control everything. So okay. that was they were publishing these in 
to kind of notify. And they, they kept going into uh, like the New York Times and stuff like that. So it kind of let people know like, hey, check this out. It's not a bad thing. Okay. Number eight. When was the U.S. Constitution ratified? And I'm going to take multiple years here. It could be when it was written, when it was actually ratified. Go ahead. Well, I thought, see, I always thought the Constitution was signed in 1776. July 4th, 1776. Nope. No? Nope. So that's a hint. Anything. Go on once. Go on. Um, 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 just 1787. That was one year off. I'll give it to you. That's four <laughs> points for Alice. Woo! <laughs> she has seven points. And Punish has four. Oh, God. She took you off. Like <laughs> now, this is a bonus 10 points. Because right? I, I feel like I have to throw in the bonus. Who? What state was the last state to ratify the Constitution? Meaning that they voted on it to say, yes, Constitution is good. Oh, it's out of the original 13 colonies. Obviously. Virginia. That Virginia would have probably been the first. I would say Georgia. Nope, there's Rhode Island. Damn Rhode Island. Rhode Island. They're not in a real state. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number nine. What was the Missouri Compromise? Now, this one's right up Punish's alley, allegedly, because he's a Civil War guy. So what was the Missouri Compromise? <laughs> Missouri Compromise, isn't that where... Uh... Did the Mississippi River go through that? And it was like a division. That was where the line was drew, drawn between the north and the south. Alice? Um, um, something about the administration of Maine? Something like that? Okay, I think Punish got closer to that one. It was the, it was the line that was drawn to segregate between slave states and non-slave states. So... The America was pushing westward, and they were like, okay, we can't have all these new states be slave states because then there would be unfair balance in Congress. So what we're going to do is create this line. Everything south of the line can be a slave state. Everything north of the line is a non-slave state. So I'll give, I'll give Punish a point because he was pretty close to that. <laughs> so 5-7. Going into the last one here. This one's really hard. So if you guys get this one, it's 20 points. This one's pretty <laughs> difficult, okay? It's pretty it's pretty easy knowledge. It's one of those I kind of picked with Punish in mind because it's, like, useless when it comes to Civil War, but it, it's right up Punish's alley. Who was the unfortunate individual in United States history who had the burden of having the Civil War start in his front yard and end in his parlor? Who was the first? Who was last? That answer was it me or you? Go ahead. Oh, I don't. That I that one I'm not even gonna try. It started as front. It yeah. Front. So that, so when the when the the first battle of Bull Run started, it was in his front yard. When the war ended, when Lee gave up, surrendered to Grant, it, it was, was literally in his fucking living room. Same person, different areas. It didn't say that at Gettysburg. <laughs> 
they did say in Gettysburg. I just don't remember. Did they? I wasn't paying yeah. attention then. Wilmer McLean was his name. All right. So then Punish wins. The first one. Actually, no. You were, sorry. You didn't win. And no, I, 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 I was, uh, I was, uh, I was the loser of this battle. So apparently, me and Punish have to go back to school. You know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna definitely make them a lot easier because I didn't realize it was gonna be this difficult to get through all of it. <laughs> so Punish had six, and Alice won with seven. Because I gave you two points for getting that Missouri Compromise one. I said one initially, but I'm actually going to give you two because you were a lot closer than I thought you were going to get on that one. <laughs> and that was the hard ones. So Alice is our leader right now. She's leading Yay! Right now. So you're, you're winning. I like it. I like better. it. And I'm actually going to take you up on your challenge, Punish, with uh, saying that you're a Civil War guy. So everything next one is going to revolve around the Civil War. Motherfucker. <laughs> See... <laughs> Like, I'm not saying I'm a huge Civil War guy. I was more of like, I knew the weapons used, and I knew, and that's why it's like, I'm a Civil War guy. I don't know much. I know some of the history, but I know more about like the battle, like the battle. We like, just went to Gettysburg. Yeah. You yeah, should know all of it. Oh, Lord. Anyways. So, all right, guys, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Wallflower15, and you can follow my Goodreads at AliceWho42. Then we have hotandnotpod at gmail.com. Send us all your emails. Then you can follow us on Twitter at hotandp, H-O-T-A-N-D-M-P. Punish, then you can punish Punish Pool at Punish Pool Gaming on YouTube. And then if you like, follow us at Boston Tea Party. And yeah. Awesome. Tea Butter Gaming. And then you can follow Punish on Punish Pool 9968 on Twitch. God, Punish has a lot of plugs, huh? Yeah, Punish needs attention. He needs his ego stroke. All right, well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode three. Thank you for joining us. Just remember, we're going to keep doing these history segments, and we're going to keep uh, seeing how much Punish really doesn't know, but he definitely knows a lot about Gapple Groups. So until next time, guys, see ya. Bye. See ya.